0: Louisville will take down South Florida if, well, that is the big question that everyone is wanting answered, and we will attempt to do so on this episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast, is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11+. Five days a week, your team, every day. I posed the question earlier in the cold opener. Um, essentially, Louisville will beat the South Florida Bulls if, that is the main question we're going to try to answer on today's show, three things, three keys to the game, I guess you could say, three things Louisville needs to do to win this game, number one, get the offense going early, set the tone, number two, limit the big time plays for the South Florida offense, and number three, stop offense. Defeating yourselves. Um, we'll start out with the first point. I think that this is the the main key to the game for Louisville is to, hey, get the offense going. And do do so by getting it going early. Um, obviously, you're like, oh, okay, Dalton, that makes a lot of sense. You want to get the offense to where they're scoring points. Yeah, but unfortunately, that has to be mentioned because the Cardinals have not been good on the offensive End of the football so far through the first three games, uh, through the first three games, scoring about 19.3 points per game, uh, 58 points in total. That's one thirteenth out of 131 FBS division one institutions. Um, needless to say, that is not good. Obviously, the the game against Syracuse may have skewed those numbers a little bit, but Central Florida offensively, we weren't looking all that great. And then Florida State, the first half, I mean, you had, what, 24 in the first half, and then you scored seven for the remainder of the contest. So even though the team looked a little bit better in that first half against uh, FSU, They weren't able to put out a consistent performance, and that's something that's really hurting Louisville. You know, we talk about the defense, and, you know, the issue against Syracuse, yeah, probably was the defense, but offensively deserved a lot of blame as well. Uh, Defensively did everything we could to win the game against Central Florida and squeaked it out um, in the bouncy house. And then Florida State, I felt like Louisville's defense, yeah, they gave up 35 points or what have you, but I feel like Louisville's offense kind of a little bit to be desired in that one, because I really think that they could have scored over 40 points for sure. So, um, you know, it just kind of is what it is at this point. Now I'm just trying to call spade a spade. One of the reasons why Louisville was six and six at the end of the regular season last year and could have been nine and three, they had the talent to do so is that the offense was really, really doing well. Um, especially in the rushing category, they had, uh, X amount of games in a row where they, you know, accumulated over a hundred yards on the ground. Um, Now granted over the past two games, the rushing attack has been better, but it's the passing attack that has not come along yet. Malik Cunningham only one passing touchdown through his first three games, and it was a short touchdown to Travion Cooley in the red zone against Florida state. Uh, He's 51 of 85, 590 yards, one touchdown to three interceptions. So, I think that I'm not necessarily worried about the rushing attack. I think that the offensive line setting the tone at the line of scrimmage has been a big help over the past two weeks. Um, and the rushing attack has come along. Um, Malik Cunningham has looked a lot more comfortable under center in RPO situations, designed runs for him. Um, I know Tyon Evans missed the game against Florida state, but Travion Cooley looks solid. Jawar Jordan as well. Um, and then, you know, Evans looked solid against Syracuse and then at times in against central Florida as well. So, um, I think it comes down to getting that passing attack going. Um, Once you're able to do that, I think that this game could get very uncomfortable for South Florida because they would be forced to pass the ball more often if you decide to put up some early game points. Um, One of the ways that it reminds me of was uh, Syracuse last year. You know, Syracuse last year was a very run-dominant team. Garrett Schrader, Sean Tucker leading that offense. Louisville scored early and often in that first half to where – Look, Syracuse had to throw the football because they were trailing by multiple touchdowns, and they had to get out of their offensive identity. And thus, the game was essentially over at halftime. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of the same blueprint that Louisville has to look forward to in doing so against um, uh, against South Florida. You know, you want to get it to where Gary Bohannon is forced to throw the football. You know, a good amount of times. You know, he doesn't have a passing touchdown on the season four interceptions to his name in the 2022 campaign. Now granted in his career, Baylor, he's shown that he can be a competent passer, but this year may not necessarily so much. So getting that offense going for, for Louisville, um, like I said, not necessarily worry too much about the rushing attack, but the passing attack is something that I'm a little bit concerned about. I think that Malik looked better as a passer in week three than probably week one and two combined. Um, but it comes down to spreading out the targets, um, hitting your receivers um, accurately. Um, I think that there were a couple instances last week to where, you know, they had Louisville had wide open receivers um, out in the, the intermediate areas, you know, 8 to 10, maybe 12 yards past the line of scrimmage, and Malik just flat out missed the throws. Now it happens. Nobody's perfect, but it seems like that, that those are some throws you know, wide open that you just have to make for sure. Um, and, and I'm not saying that Malik has to throw for 400 yards a game because we know that that's not Malik's M.O. on offense. He's you know a dual threat quarterback, one of the most dynamic in the country when you know, his passing abilities are put on display, and he definitely has the potential. So that's why I'm a little bit more frustrated is the fact that he's got the talent. He's got the potential to be a very solid passer, and we've seen that in years prior. It's just a matter of putting that together, uh, spreading out the targets, and just taking what the defense gives you, trying not to force it, Um, and and, you know, essentially, you know, if you're, you know, just dinking and dunking down the field, if that's what the defense is giving you, that's what the defense is giving you. So, um, but like I said, I think it's a matter of getting South Florida to, to be very uncomfortable in this one. South Florida has one of the worst defenses in the country, allowing a 33.7 points per game average to their opponents through the first three games. Now, obviously ever, you know, uh, allowing over 50 points to BYU in this season opener may skew those numbers. But at the end of the day, they are 107th out of 131. So I think that this is a perfect game for Louisville to, you know, start to see those progressions. Uh, you can't sleepwalk in this one. This is definitely a trip-up game, so you you can't sleepwalk uh, per se because I'll, I'll tell you, I think that this is a game that people are going to look at and see the 14 and a half point line, and they're all thinking, oh, Louisville should win this one easily. Granted, they should, but if they were to win this by multiple touchdowns, it's not because South Florida looked bad. It's because Louisville handled business, because South Florida is better than what their record shows. They just went down to the swamp, and now, granted, Florida isn't necessarily the greatest team, and they have some questions surrounding them, but. Hey, look! They gave Florida all that they could handle down in the swamp. So you know that they're definitely not scared to come into Cardinal Stadium and try to pull off an upset like they did last, or like they tried to do last weekend. So um, South Florida is. I'm not going to sit here and say that it would be a good win for Louisville if they got the win because I mean, like I said, they are favored by 14 and a half points. But handling business is handling business. So um, you know, South Florida is led by a veteran quarterback, um, a solid running back, a good offensive line. And, um, you know, it, it's an instance to where it's all about handling business here for Louisville. If you don't, it's going to look like a bad loss. And no, it doesn't matter that South Florida's is better than their record uh, shows. This is a game that Louisville should win. And I think that the number one thing to do to start out with for Louisville to ensure that you end up in the win column is getting that offense going early, getting into the end zone early. Um, you know, at this point, putting points on the board because 19 or so, less than 20 points per game in the ACC, look, it's just not going to cut it. Uh, Louisville's defense isn't, you know, 20, 21 2021. 2021 Georgia bulldog esque defense to where you can score less than 20 a game and still win because your defense is only giving up three to 10 points. Look, what defense is not going to do that. And if they do, it's definitely not going to be a consistent, um, you know, production level. So at the end of the day, it's going to be focused on getting into the end zone. And I think if you do so early against South Florida, you have a chance to really, really throw a wrench in what South Florida is going to try to do in this game. Um, which like, like we mentioned, their offense is predicated on the read option. Now they do throw the ball more for a traditional option team, but you know, they utilize that, um, RPO situation, Gary Bohannon, the decisions are basically in his hands. Brian, Brian Batti is a very solid running back and they have an offensive line that gives Bohannon the time he needs to make those decisions. And um, you know, I, I saw one Louisville media member say that they think that South Florida has the best offensive line that Louisville's played up to this point, which definitely could be the case. Who knows? But it's just a matter of now. You know, offensively speaking, it, it's a trickle down effect because if you can start scoring early, if you can get the momentum on offense to where you know, you first of all, yes, uh, from a from an instance of forcing South Florida to be uncomfortable, yes, that that that's a, that's a good tactic, but if Louisville's offense isn't able to get going against one of the 30 worst defenses in the country up until this point in the season, one that you know has really been tough to not score against. And that's I'm trying not to disrespect South Florida, but as bad as Louisville's scoring offense has been, South Florida's defense has been rough. They've they're giving up around 440 yards per contest. So I mean, this is an opportunity to where you're going up against maybe the maybe the worst defense that you played up until this point. It's a good opportunity to improve, to get better, to, you know, work through the kinks and get out and score some points and do so early to where you're forcing South Florida kind of into a Syracuse situation like the orange were in last season. So um, like I said, it's all about getting that South Florida offense uncomfortable. Another way to do that is by limiting big plays for the Bulls, and we're going to talk about why that is such a key here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Upside. In my pick for this weekend, I like UNC quarterback Drake May, higher than 254.5 passing yards against Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame starter Drew Pine, lower than 217.5, and I like Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham, over 95 and a half rushing yards against South Florida. Um, it's, underdog is essentially an easy way to play fantasy football, college football, I, I should say. And it's a different way to do it. Um, it's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just the Cardinals, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy play games out there. And you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code LOCKED ON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Once again, that's depositing $100 to get $100 for free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. <clears throat> um, that's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code LOCKED ON. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. Look, I don't think I have to spell it out. For however long, for however many years, the Louisville defense has struggled with option teams. When you go back and think, just recently, you know Scott Satterfield's tenure, even maybe a little bit before that, I think of 2018 against Georgia Tech. Cardinals struggled against the uh, triple option. Um, even Georgia Tech now isn't necessarily a full-on option team as they used to be. They still incorporate a lot of those same. Uh, playing styles and Louisville struggled to stop them in 2020 in the COVID season and they lost. And then just this past bowl game in the Armed Forces Bowl, the first responder bowl, I believe is what it's called. I mean, Air Force, Louisville really struggled in that game. In um, a lot of times, what frustrated me, especially about that game against Air Force, is. It was, the frustration didn't even come from the rushing attack. Air Force was abysmal throwing the football, and Louisville allowed many wide-open receivers. One thing about that option offense that I believe to be true is that it opens up big-time chunk yardage plays because of the art of deception. Obviously, it's about the defense staying disciplined, staying grounded, uh, completing tackles, and, and essentially recognizing who has the damn ball. Um Now, granted, South Florida is not a true option team. They throw the ball decently. Gary Bohannon's got over 500 passing yards, uh, but they're not known as a passing team. They like to utilize that RPO situation, and and they also do end-arounds. There's multiple guys on that team with over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Like I mentioned, Gary Bohannon uh, has had years of Division I starting quarterback experience at Baylor, playing in big games. Now he's at South Florida to where he's operating Jeff Scott's option offense to a pretty effective level so far. Brian Batty is coming off his best game as a USF bull and the offensive line is doing a great job of you know, essentially opening up holes for them. So, I think Wolves defense has their work cut out for them and it's all a matter I, I don't like to I don't like to say oh, the key to the game is to stay disciplined. That's the key to probably any game. So I'm not going to say that. Obviously, I think that that comes with the explanation of I think staying disciplined. Um, l- let me rephrase. I think that limiting big time chunk yardage plays is a result of staying disciplined. So I don't like to use that blanket term. I want to get a little bit more in depth here and talk about well, what does that look like? Well. One, really a lot of the ways that Georgia Tech hurt Louisville twice in the last two meetings, the way that Air Force beat him is the big chunk yardage plays, the the wide open broken down pass plays to where the opposing team uh, gets a 50, 60, 70 yard touchdown, opposing run plays where they're, you know, consistently going 10 15, 20, 10, 12, 10, and they're just marching down the field. I think that what you have to do is you have to make South Florida's offense uncomfortable. Well, How do you do that? Well, the first segment I mentioned, one of the ways that you do that is to get them down in a double-digit deficit. That's how you force them to get uncomfortable in their play calling, to try to speed up their offense, to get them to shy away from what they do best. And the other way to do that is to get them in third and long situations and get off the field. Um, There were instances in that game against Syracuse and even against Florida State where they got the teams in third and long situations and they let the quarterback scramble for 12 yards. They gave up a broken down pass play of you know, 10 yards, 12 yards, so on and so forth. So I think it's a matter, it's it's a whole team effort. Yes, it's about limiting chunk yardage plays because I think that you do that and you're forcing the opposing offense to work and um, you know, you're giving your defense some more opportunities to kind of recognize um, plays and things of that nature, but... I just think it goes without saying um, because when I watch Louisville against these option teams over the past five years or so, look, it's been very, very tough to watch because, you know, there's plays where it's like Louisville's doing good and then boom, big time yardage play. And obviously you can't prevent those in almost any game. Um, You know, you can't full on just not allow them because they do happen, but it can't be a consistent thing. So, I think that this is one of those to where it's obviously goes without saying that you know staying disciplined will lead to getting off the field, um, converting tackles, um, converting third downs on defense. Real, like I said, you're getting off the field and you're forcing punts, and you are taking down um, big time yardage plays. But I think the yardage plays, the big chunk yardage plays, are things that I'm worried about the most, and that's the second key to the game for me for Louisville. The third key. Stop me if you've heard this before. The third key to the game for the Louisville Cardinals is stop defeating yourselves. We're going to explain that more in depth here in just a second. I do want to say thank you all once again for making us your first lesson of the day. Just a reminder the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week. Your team every day. Uh, Just a quick note, you can find the content on YouTube and now on WHAS 11 plus. So if you go to WHAS 11.com, scroll to the sports section, you will find all of these videos on the WHAS 11 website. So there's not much consistency uh, with the Louisville football team when it comes to uh, closing out games. The only consistent thing that I'm seeing, unfortunately, is that the, The team keeps defeating itself. You know, some people will say, well, hey, look, that's coaching. And I I agree to to a good extent. That's also, you know, execution as well. Um, Stop defeating yourselves. Turnovers, penalties, field position battles, um, converting third downs. Mental mistakes, you know, they're, they're, it's it's a blanket term for, for a lot of different things. Let's start with turnovers. Wobble um, is bottom 20 in the country in turnover margin. Uh, there's been many times to where they've completely lost all the momentum they've had on offense with just silly turnovers. Uh, ball security has been a big issue. Fumbling the football has been a big issue. Malik Cunningham has one touchdown to three interceptions. That is a big issue. So it's a matter of holding on to the football. Now, there was one against Florida State where could it have been forward progress, where they should have blown it dead beforehand, perhaps. But they've lost, I think, what was lost, seven turnovers in the first three games. That's almost, I mean, that's literally almost two a game. That's a little over two a game. And that's something that, you know, the turnover margin, the Cardinals are in the bottom 30 as well. So um yeah, I think that holding on to the football limiting those mistakes and stop giving other teams good field position to where they can capitalize on your mistakes, you'll go down the field and and convert and capitalize and score touchdowns and just put points on the board and I think that obviously I feel kind of uh, cliche by saying all this but this is something that wolves struggled with since 2020. Um, another thing that they've struggled with is penalties. The Cardinals are bottom five in the country, averaging 10 penalties per game. That's 30 total in the first three games. They had 11 against South for- or against Central Florida. They had, I think, eight for nearly 100 yards against Florida State and obviously a lot against Syracuse as well and this does a huge number you know it's a very big detriment to the flow on both sides of the game when you're you a holding call multiple false starts that does a lot in trying to you know deter the offensive drives and then you look at the defensive end and there were multiple times uh last game against Florida State to where there were multiple pass interference mm-hmm. penalties on third down that extended Florida State drives when the Wolves should have gotten off the field and it was just a matter of uh, well a lot of that was not knowing where the opposing quarterback was because a lot of um there was a lot of broken down plays in that game especially in the passing situations um but hey look i mean i, I think that One thing that frustrates me about the Louisville Cardinals over the past couple seasons is sometimes when you're going up against these good teams, look, they don't need any more help. And I feel like, um, you know, I feel like, there's a fly on my monitor, I'm sorry. Um, You know, it it frustrates me that we, we see the same issues time and time again. The ball security issues continue to be a problem the penalties continue to be a problem. I'm not capitalizing on opposing teams, turnovers continue to be a problem. And I think that um, you know, as much as they frustrate me, I also think, you know, it's 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 curable and it's fixable. And it's just a matter of, you know, just staying disciplined on both sides of the football. And um, like I said, here here I am saying, oh, I don't want to say stay disciplined because it's um because it's cliche and it's a blanket term but hey at, at this point in time I mean that that is kind of where we're at now right um you know Florida State and you know Central Florida was a game to where they if it wasn't for Central Florida having more penalties than Louisville we could have been we could be talking about that game in a different light right um the game against uh Florida State multiple penalties uh prevented Louisville from getting off the field it You stalled some Louisville drives, not so much on offense, but mainly on defense. And it's just a matter of playing a clean game of football for the Louisville Cardinals, holding on to the football, and just driving down the field and converting it. And there's a lot of cohesiveness, you know, built into this episode because it all plays into each other. If you're able to. Hold on to the football and limit penalties. You know, that's going to do a good job of essentially helping you to go down the field and score and be able to do so early. And if you're able to score early, you have an opportunity of getting South Florida's offense out of rhythm, forcing them to go into a um, style of play that they're not used to, that they're not comfortable. And then, hey, look, if you limit those big time yardage plays, you know, you're getting back on the field. You are, uh, you know, doing a good job of defending South Florida. And, you know, that's what it takes to get back in the win column here. Ultimately, I think Louisville wins this game. By how much? Well, throw a dart at the board and go with that number. Um, I could see why this game could be close because I think Louisville's rushing defense there. There's a lot of improvement that needs to be uh, happening there. But I could also see that Louisville putting this together offensively and scoring over 40 points this game and winning by 20 points. That's where you know this Louisville team is at, and I don't necessarily feel comfortable with saying one way or the other. But it could happen. But I, I think that if the three keys of the game, right? If, if we can score early limit big time chunk yardage plays and limit the penalties and turnovers that they can win this game and possibly cover the spread. But, um, just a scheduling note for next week, I will be out of town in Dallas for a good amount of the week. So there will be a recap episode, maybe another one after that. Uh, but the other episodes will be at the end of the week, probably, previewing that game against Boston College. Just a scheduling note, thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Do yourself a favor. Go check out the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. No better way to get your conference news than by checking out that show. But that's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the of the Locked On Global podcast. Everyone have a great day. Have a great weekend. Go Cards. We'll see you right